Okay. Click. I did. I clicked. I clicked it. Click. I did. I clicked it. No, what I'm doing is actually instructing everybody here oh, to click. Oh, shut up. Man. What? It wasn't for you. Really, what we talk about is clicking. I click all the time. I click the mouse. I click the keyboard. I click the... I don't know what's happening. Now I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, I can't hear you at all now. This is fantastic. Oh, Lord. You can't hear me? Uh, something happened with my Bluetooth. Give me a second. I don't know, I I don't know what's you. happening. Oh, I can oh. hear you. What? You just let me go on and do that? <laughs> You're the worst. You. <laughs> You're the worst. Blake, this is the, the worst podcast co-host ever. I'm the worst. Why? Because I I forget things and I don't tell you about cool stuff. You trick the listeners. You, you don't know who Dr. Reg- Regulus I is. Do- like, I know. And then, and then the, the, the director of the movie that we were just talking about is calling me now. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm not joking. He's calling. I, he knows Look, our Travis schedule. Knows, he knows our schedule. Travis knows that we record this. <laughs> Travis Webb, co-author of, of, Starlight. of Starlight, called us two times ago when we were doing yes. this podcast at the exact same time. <laughs> he knows exactly when he we knows. record. He wants to be on the show this that is, bad. This is pure insanity. Like you, You cannot keep things straight. You have no idea how to promote our podcast. I know. I know. I, you don't know who Dr. Regulus is. I don't know who is. Dr. Regulus is. Uh, and, and you don't know that he first appeared in Adventure Comics 348. That's true. You don't know that Jim Shooter created him. <laughs> and George Papp drew him the first time. But, I mean, I wish you knew these things. I don't think that, that George, I don't think that Jim Shooter created him, but it says he did. Okay. I guess Jim Shooter had started in 348. We can ask him yeah, at SummerCon. That, hey, Jim, did you create him? Oh, yes. I mean, that's a good point. So at SummerCon, do you, do you even know the dates of SummerCon? I don't, but I'm no, pretty sure because... I can look them up on, on, on all their posts on Facebook or Instagram. Because if you're not invited to a show, you don't know when I... it happens. So I get it. Right? Because you just completely disregard when those things happen. Oh, my gosh. So Greg's not invited, so I don't care when it's happening. It's June 21st, the 23rd at the Pialop Fairgrounds. I don't know why we're promoting the show because we definitely weren't invited and we're not going to necessarily be there. But we are going to be there because Greg and I are going on a day. We'll probably, I'm going to guess we will probably both take Friday off because you would probably need to help with the store on the weekend. Yeah. So we, we will probably use our massive amounts of vacation time from our jobs, take Friday off, go to SummerCon, and we are going to track down Jim Shooter because I have some things to say to that man. Yep, things to say. Which are, hi, Mr. Shooter, will you please sign this book here with Feralat on it? Thank you. And I'll bring a copy of his his Grimboar looking um, novel. We have to buy that. <laughs> Can before you sign we go, this for me, we? sir? <laughs> you know, you know, he's gonna charge, right? Like, there's so we're gonna we're gonna have to pay for that, right? Uh, I'll pay for it in laughter. Okay, so we well, what we need is I'm gonna bring like you know the first appearance of the Fatal Five, uh-huh. right? And then he, we're gonna also bring the book and then we have to bring like a Grimboar comic book <laughs> a Grimboar comic book yes yes yeah and you know I mean you know like I'm gonna lose all my nerve when I get up there it's gonna be like oh Mr. Shooter uh hi you're so nice I'm so glad you contributed all these great things to comic history like destroying the Marvel Universe I mean <laughs> like writing the Legion of Superheroes and giving us a great revival like uh, so you're going to be recording the short for those, right? Sure, like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to be recording some shorts for that for 
for YouTube. <laughs> so if you, you know what? Uh, there's honestly not a really good reason to follow us on YouTube if you're just following us on the podcast, unless you just want to go to YouTube and increase our likes, like be, you know, like support the podcast that way, which would be yeah. fantastic. But if you did want to go to Funny Book Forensics on YouTube, we are there. But I guarantee in June, there is going to be some shorts published uh, because we're going to go meet Jim Shooter. And I'll probably be wearing shorts. Pow, pow. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Oh, I mean, like if we don't go in shorts in a hoodie and our and our hats, yeah. then we're not representing the Northwest. That's true. I mean, a hoodie and cargo shorts is a Northwest tuxedo and, and for people that don't oh, know. Maybe I'll wear a utility yeah. kill. There'll be no Crocs. No, you. But you can bring a. Uh, you can bring a, a fanny yeah, pack. Yeah, well, I, I got a ton. Yeah, I know. I know you get that. I, I may even have to borrow one from the jujitsu lawyer. There you go. He's. I know. He's got a few too. You know, and I. What I'm gonna say is too. Jim Shooter's thing here is ridiculous, right? It says he's formal Marvel Comics editor in chief, uh-huh. Avengers, Marvel Secret Wars, GI Joe, Transformers, and Valiant which he did work for, there's no mention of the Legion of Superheroes, the book that got his start. Wow. Huh. How arrogant must you be not to list the book he went back to that gave him his start? Interesting. Hmm. I mean, Jim Shooter, fine man. I the, All the great things he created. I, I, it's just, I can't wait to go meet him. Yes. You know, it's, it's going to be the moment of my life <laughs> and his, quite frankly. Oh. He's going to meet the creators of Funny Book Forensics. I mean, uh, well, Greg and I were talking yeah. off the yeah. air. This is gonna, this show is gonna happen before we post this of podcast, course. so it doesn't matter. I'm not even gonna reference the show. But Greg doesn't even get me booked into shows in the local area. I, I mean, this it, is, this is, it, he's he's <laughs> not. So our one fan. This is the important yeah. thing. Our one fan. Greg is trying to keep you as the only fan of this podcast. I mean, you you. <sighs> I I. So what I would tell everybody is: don't promote the podcast. Don't quick like. Don't give us five star reviews. Just go on like life never happens. That's what you I know? tell like people. Like it's it's good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like the podcast doesn't really exist. It it only it's exists. It's like the side it's, it thought. It's the afterthought. It's an us thing, Dan. It's just us talking. <laughs> just like it's normal. just us talking. It doesn't really exist. The only things that really exist are things like absolute zeros, <laughs> camp launchpad. <laughs> That's the only thing that exists, which you can now buy on presale on Amazon. There'll be a link on this podcast. In fact, Absolute Zero's fine book, Gabriel Gomez on yeah. art, they, right? This did it's, a- it's fantastic. You can buy it. In fact, if you buy the hardcover, you'll get a signed MXPX CD. You know what's funny? I'm going to say with every everything. The, every time you, you also every get time some, you say MXPX, um, you also get some cordyceps. My, it, it pops up in my Facebook, and now I have like 10 that's awesome. MXPX yeah. like groups and other things. It's it's it is infiltrating my my Facebook feed uh, with MXPX. You know what? That's perfect. It's infiltrating you just like. Mushroom zombies. In fact, those cordyceps, those those mushrooms that created the zombies in The Last of Us, they'll also have those embedded in every copy in the book, (laughs) insuredly to turn you into a mindless thinking, mindless non-thinking zombie that just seeks out human flesh. Like Ric Flair's energy drink, right? Right. So with every purchase of the hardback version, and those mushrooms will smell like vanilla cupcakes. So... I guarantee if you buy one of Greg and Michael Tanner and Gabriel Gomez's books, you indeed will turn into a zombie. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but... Uh, yep, that's exactly going to happen. Oh, boy. Well, hopefully the boys from Junior Braves can be there to help you out. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no they, they won't, won't be, be back for another they five years. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, folks, Gabriel Gomez does amazing art. They did a they did a post up for uh, uh, Paige and uh, on Instagram, and it shows her process. It is really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we. Yeah are in Legion of Superheroes 286, and we have some Pat Broderick art, which is not... I'm sorry, Pat. It's good, but it's probably not as good as Gabriel Gomez. But <laughs> but if Gabriel Gomez drew in the Bronze Age, then it, it might look it like this, actually. Would. So, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, make comparisons because no, no. art has certainly changed in comic books since the Bronze Age. Uh, we definitely got some unfair treatment because we got a backup story with Keith Giffen and Larry Maltstedt, and it was really cool art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say Broderick's faces are probably a little bit better than Giffen's, though, in, in some yeah. respects. Um, it, because uh, Giffen, as we pointed out last issue, and you'll see some more as we get further, sometimes just gets bored in a panel and decides not to draw a face. Yeah. It's like the back I guess of the faces are to Giffen as feet are to Lifefield. Oh. Except Keith Giffen could actually draw faces. He could right? draw faces. So <laughs> I don't know that Lifefield can draw feet. And honestly, if you look on the feet on this cover, um, maybe feet are difficult to draw. Like, I don't know. There's 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 four feet. Yeah, we got some entangled feet. Yeah. Well, we've got Doctor Regulus is hot to kill, and we've got Legion of Superheroes two eighty six. I, I like this. It's cover. It's a good cover. It's got a lot going on. Yeah. Well, we've got Shrinking Violet, Lightning Lad, Superboy, Dream Girl, and Chameleon Boy all knocked out in the background. Are they knocked out or are they dead? And we've got Dr. Regulus in his new golden armor here uh, with a headlock on Sunboy. Whoa, Sunboy. Yeah, what's, what's, I wonder why this guy is so mad. I, mean, I don't know. We haven't heard about him at all. Find so. out. Dr. Gregulus? Gregulus? Yeah. Dr- <laughs> no, it's not Dr. Gregulus. Oh. <laughs> no, Dr. Gregulus would have forgotten to show up with his oh. friends. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting roasted so bad. Oh. Uh. So, Dan's yeah, I mean, to, it's definitely not, it's definitely not Dr. Gregulus, oh. like, yeah. Oh, Dan. So, yeah, I know, it, it happens, like, I mean, sometimes we're forgetful. <laughs> but I can tell you that this is 1982, and Dr. Gregulus first appeared in 1966 in Adventure Comics 248, and we learned all about Sunboy's origin back then, and... I maybe we'll talk about that as we go through the okay. issue because <laughs> we're going to see how well Paul Levitz brings back an old villain and kind of tells you why that's important. Right. Uh, I guess I would say, too, as we get into this, this is another housekeeping issue. So we sort of have almost three housekeeping issues in a uh-huh. row. Uh, we are in the era, I, I think, and give uh, uh, not Giffen, but Paul Levitz, remember, he said none of this was meant to be read uh, in order like a, a trade, right? right? And so, you know, the first three issues are really uh, the first three issues are really single issue stories. Just stand on their own with right with subplots going on in the background to keep you coming right. back. Right? They, they do tie together. Uh, we we pick up a little bit of a plot from issue one into issue two, and it looked like there was a little setup in issue two that seemed like it was going to come into issue three. But this one starts with a scene that we will see often in the 90s when we get uh, Jeff Moy drawing the Legion, okay. uh, which was known as the Archie Legion. Uh-huh. But like uh, we get a volleyball game and they're all in swimsuits. Okay. That, yeah, I, I, I feel that vibe. Yeah. And Saturn Girl didn't have to change clothes at all. Because <laughs> she's in her 
normal gear. She wore her, her normal yeah. uniform. Uh, we have Phantom Girl was still the same. Uh, it's interesting. She's got like a underwear version of her main costume. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, it looks like we have Sunboy because he's the only one. With, well, I guess we got the two gingers there. We got Lightning Lad and Sunboy, but one is in blue trunks and one is in red trunks. So we know who's yeah, who. Yeah. Um, I think we figured out who Colossal Boy is. <laughs> yeah. He's very tall. Very tall. And he's cheating at, at yeah. volleyball, and they're all very mad at him. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> and we get a title called Old Friends, New Relatives, and Other Corpses. Whoa. So, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we we get, uh, it's it's boys versus girls in volleyball, and Colossal Boy goes tall and spikes the ball down at Phantom Girl, who's not really happy with that. Yeah. And then we see Dawnstar fly up, and they all kind of Lilliputian, Lilliputian, Lilla, Lilliputian, <laughs> Colossal Boy. Yeah. They they knock him over. I think that's kind of hilarious because he may not be the brightest ball mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then, but Superboy happens to be flying by and he uh, lifts him back up. So there we go. So he's, he's uplifting. <laughs> he, he is. It's always, look, honestly, it is always uplifting to see Superboy. And, 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 and what I mean is Superman when he was a boy. Superman, when he was a boy. Not Connell. Not Connell. Yeah, different. It's it's not necessarily always uplifting to see him. Oh. So we uh we get into this and we get there's always we're not gonna try to read all you all the dialogue in these books. Because <laughs> we would be here for four or five hours. But uh as we get to the the next page we get we get to see Levitz once again pulling the threads out of the previous story arcs that he wants to mm-hmm. keep. And so he grabs one from Secrets of the Legion number three, where it's revealed that Legion benefactor R.J. Brand is the father of Chameleon Boy. Uh-huh. And R.J. Brand is actually also from the planet Durla, mm-hmm. where shape changers are. But we find out in that story that R.J. Brand is locked in this shape that he's in now due to a fever that he got. And so it's just, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it was a, it was one of those stories where when it was written, people were like, what? You know, this is, this is a weird reveal. He's stuck in this kid, in this shape. But I like what Levitt starts to do with this. And we'll get to see it in the issue because Levitt takes this weird reveal Uh And kind of applies it to the characters like the fans felt. Okay. And so we get it, but it's 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 one of those Greg writing t- tips, yeah. right? Put the characters in a situation you wouldn't expect and see what happens. Right? Well, what would happen if you found out that your dad started a superhero group just so he could find you and then didn't talk to you for f- ten years? Yeah, I mean, we find out on the next page. You're kind of kind of chat yeah. <laughs> well next couple yeah, pages yeah, yeah he's 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 pretty he's pretty mad yeah. right uh so uh but we find out the legionnaires are all partying on his private planetoid so rj brand is so rich that he has his own planet basically little miniature yeah. planet well i don't know but we're about to get to find out about dr regulus's intentions really quickly because he is not secret about his intentions there's no subterfuge yeah. here like it is it he's, is he wants to kill all um, these kids I mean, well like, well on the way to the island we've got dr regulus <laughs> sailing in his gold boat mm-hmm. i mean his golden spaceship flying to the planetoid yeah. 
and we find out that this guy is, um, well, he's disturbed. A little bit. He's a little off. He wants to kill Dirk Morgana. That's Sunboy's name. Okay. And he's like, I should have killed him when I had the chance. Gotten my revenge simply. But no, I had to be theatrical. <laughs> Locking him in a nuclear reactor was such a more appropriate doom. I had only known it would have turned him to Sunboy. Um, so they give the origin right there. Uh, Dr. Regulus did something wrong. <laughs> Sunboy t- told his dad and then in their engineering plant or whatever, wherever they made things, he locked him in a nuclear thing and he got the power of super radiance. Uh-huh. Originally, that was all Sunboy could do was just be super radiant. I see. Um, they sort of expanded his power set a little bit over the years, which is probably a good thing. But literally, if you go back to the 1960s comic books, it says his super, his superpower is super radiance. Super radiance. Is that like radiance or is that like sunshine? He's just like, yeah, he just like expels sunshine. He's a bright yeah, guy. he's a bright guy. He is the brightest bulb in the box. Uh, the well, shiniest we'll coin so, in the machine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I believe his character history doesn't show out to that later on. But, oh, okay. you know, we'll, we'll go for okay. that. Uh but we find out Dr. Regulus can really heat things up as he melts the controls. Oh, can't fix that. And he's talking, he's going to burn the boy, he says. So now we flip the page and uh, we have RJ Brand taking Chameleon Boy and heading off into the woods. There's, what, you're not going to touch I, that? I was See, when I read this, I was like, okay, here, here, this guy, he just wants to find his son. He's having this moment. And I honestly, I connected with this whole entire moment as like, Hey, you know, they had this, they had, they had, uh, this bad, this bad time. Right. And here his dad just like, Hey, I want to try to make things right. And, you know, let's, let's talk and stuff like that. And, and his son is like, nah, I don't want to do that. i I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, transform and leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I actually like in all seriousness, um, again, we, I was talking about Levitt's picking up plot threads, yeah. right? Like the fans that the, the whole reveal went over at the fans, like a lead balloon, mm-hmm. right? Like that didn't go over yeah. well. And then I think like it, I think he brings it, he keeps the mythos there. Right. And he doesn't retro boot the whole yeah. thing. Uh, and then he brings it in and like, yeah, I think like, if your dad was running a superhero group or any company and brought you in and then didn't tell you and then suddenly tells you like it's revealed mm-hmm. to you, I think you might react like yeah. this. Like, I could totally see somebody being really upset. I mean, it, it's it's you see stories like this. I mean, like, you know, fictional stories, real stories where kids are shipped off to like boarding schools and come there. You know, it's expected they're going to take over the business and and they reject it and they want to strike out on their own and do their own thing. I'm not referring to the Gilmore girls and anything that happens in there. Not at all. Um, but, but I mean, nothing that happens in season seven of the Gilmore girls at all happens at all in this, in this story. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and for all of you that have gotten to season seven of the Gilmore girls, which I haven't gotten to season one and don't ever, you plan should, to. it's so fantastic. Oh, God. It is actually okay. really good. So, dude. You'd actually like it. <laughs> uh-huh, you should. I think I'll continue, continue my rewatch of Star Trek The Next I, Generation instead. I'm telling you, man. It's punchy. It's punchy dialogue. It's really, it's 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 fast-paced and fun. Look, is it is it as good as as Locutus saying sleep 
and Cal- and Dr. Crusher going, he's exhausted. You know, you might be surprised. You might be surprised. Well, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, no, but, but... Anyway, in the comic... In seriousness, uh, though, this whole entire scene plays out, and, and he, RJ is like, hey, I, I just want to... I, I want to make things right, you know, and... And he's left just with this, don't go, you know, don't leave. I, I, I'm going to be left alone. And it, it's, it's so, it is, it's, it, it tears at you because that is, I mean, it, it is a very real moment. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we've been talking about, uh, we've been talking about Levitt's giving personalities into each of the individual characters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we probably get now more personality out of Chameleon Boy and R.J. Brand than we ever have in the entire history of the book dating back to its origin in 1958, mm-hmm. right? Like, so uh, Chameleon Boy gets definitely more of a personality here, right? Like, you're, you're seeing some stuff and you're seeing, like, a teenager sort of reacting to this, yeah. right? And late teens, yeah. right? You know, early 20s. But still, I think, you know, this reaction is like, I can't deal with this. And then R.J. Brand actually has instead of just being the rich monopoly man that gave the legion money so they could run mm-hmm. he's now has some depth of character so probably a good plot thread for levitz to grab to give both characters some depth yeah, it gives them it, it gives them that that the agency that they need and then and then things uh, skies turn red and of course if you know in dc comics when uh. skies turn red that is a crisis uh. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm picking uh, it up. Uh, but we didn't know. We didn't know in 1982 that that was a crisis yet. We're, we're not quite there. Not right there. But yeah, so skies are turning red, and uh, things are about to blow up. Literally, yeah. bad news. And uh, here comes Doctor Regulus popping out of a ship. It's like melting. <laughs> I also like like how he's melting stuff and he has these cool weapons, but then he just lands his gold boat on the planetoid and then jumps out right in front of yeah, everybody. He's like, like, I'll get you. And he's like, I have the power of Brandy's fusion generator crackling in the palm of my hand. Uh, I think one of the other things, you know, you talk about learning from comics, mm-hmm. by the way, like uh, I, I don't know if the rest of the world did, but I learned about the difference between nuclear fission and nuclear fusion reading Legion of Superheroes comic books. <laughs> it makes sense because they, they do do a good job at like kind of explaining things in comics. They got to like bring it down to a, a, a base level, but to build it up so that you understand it. Well, and fusion power spheres from this point too become a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they basically use fusion spheres to power the Earth. Yeah, and we still haven't mas- mastered a fusion sphere yet, at least for practical purposes, right? Like I know they've created them before, but hey. I actually sat next to a guy on an airplane like ten years ago that was working on fusion They're spheres. Trying, they, they tried to create a galaxy in a lab. Was unstable, didn't work. <laughs> but I mean, if you could create containable fusion, it would definitely power a lot of the Earth. It could, but it'd also be unstable. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, the, this fusion, well, only if Dr. Regulus comes and makes it that's unstable. True, that's true. I mean, hey, you know, there's a lot of things that work in theory. <laughs> uh, but Dr. Regulus has his, his cool gold armor on, and he. He he says some red solar rays at Sunboy oh. or at Superboy and takes him out because of course you know Su- Sun- Superboy can't has no powers under a red yeah. sun. We all know that, oh, right? Done. He's out of the, he's out of the picture. 
on the bench. <laughs> and then Phantom Girl's like, ha ha, you, you didn't get me. And then she just runs away. <laughs> Gone. Out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what her plan is here, right? Like, but anyway, uh, he doesn't knock out Sunboy because, well, he wants to kill him. Yes. Didn't he literally just say, I don't want to be theatrical again? Yeah, no, he doesn't want to be theatrical again, but he is being very theatrical with this. He is extremely theatrical. Well, we're now 56 million miles away and we are back on Earth. <gasps> and we've got Block, Ultra Boy, Light Last, Timberwolf, Starboy, and Shrinking Violet standing around. Yeah. Wait, on the cover wasn't Shrinking Violet somewhere else? Uh, I think she was on the ground. <laughs> she was with Dr. Reggie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, again, I, I just... I. They probably said these are all the characters cri- in the book. <laughs> yeah, a criticism of the Broderick covers, right? And, and It's like... Levitz does a good job of dividing the team up into segments uh-huh. so you can start to learn them. Yeah. The covers, the cover teams should really match what's inside the the pages for that consistency. Yeah. I mean, they probably get a they probably get a note that says these are the characters in the book, and they're just told you know draw you know come up with something, be inspired. They yeah. just go to town. I think they do. They they end up getting better at this over time though. So. Yeah. And by the way, I forgot to mention that Paul Levitz is the writer of this. Pat Broderick and Bruce Patterson are on art. Uh, John Costanza on letters. Uh, I don't know D'Angelo's first name, but is the colorist. And Mike W. Barr, creator of Batman and the Outsiders, is the editor. And of course, you know, Mike W. Barr clearly stole all of his work from from Bob Kane, <laughs> the only creator of Batman. <laughs> right. right? He's the, yeah, he's the only one. He He didn't yeah, he had all of his fingers in, in, in all it. the Batman. See, yeah, yeah. There's been no other There's... Batman creators since that have created any Batman. No, or with him, yeah. right? Like nobody else. Nobody else had their finger on Batman. <laughs> yeah, see, 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 see what I, I did see there. What you're doing, maybe. I was trying to redeem myself for my earlier rant. It's not working. No. <laughs> No. Well, anyway, I'll just get back to what terrible things people will happen to people if they buy your book. So, oh my uh, goodness! Now we're now we're back here, and we we have Chameleon Boy shows back yes. up, and they're like, "What are you doing here? here?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm the permanent leader of the Espionage Squad, which is true. Yes. Uh, the Espionage Squad is kind of cool. It was uh, I think I was talking about you this were. an episode yeah, ago, yeah, maybe. You were. Yeah." But it was a way to take some of the lesser powered characters, right? And give them stuff to suicide do. Suicide Squad, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Not like the Suicide Squad at all. They, they're, they're supposed to be like subterfuge, right? Yeah, no, like, it was, they had crossed out espionage and put in suicide. So, yeah. Which I found funny. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they put them into bad situations. So. But uh, we've got, uh, he just comes in and he like grabs Timberwolf. Yeah. Timberwolf and Shrinking Violet. Okay. Now, Shrinking Violet makes yeah. sense. Espionage Squad. Uh, Timberwolf. I mean, he's Timberwolf. He, he, he's he's a he's he's a wild card. He's very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> he's a wild yeah, card, man. D- uh, no, known for his subtlety. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly who I'd grab on a a, a mission. He's who you want with you <laughs> for those types of things. And then we do find out there's a message coming in from Karate Kid to hold you on for another plot Ooh. point. We're going to get in the backup Dope. story. And now we get some super radiance. Yeah. 
And you know, and this super radiant, actually, I do like page 12. And by the way, yeah. did you know when the comic has page numbers, I can actually refer the listener yeah. to the page where action is going you on. Know, again, page numbers are a choice. Actually, you know what's interesting? What? You were probably so wrapped up in working and promoting the book that you just forgot about the page I, numbers. And I get that. It's easy to forget about things when you're really busy and you're working on other sometimes stuff. Sometimes when, when your artist is so, so, so much into creating the art, putting a page number at the bottom of the page just doesn't really jive with the vibe. I get it. I mean, really creative, great artists and great writers, they, they don't have time to think about things like page numbers. You know, those are those are things that wash out. Yeah, you can you can count. Yeah. <laughs> they wash out like podcast promotion. You know, it's things <sighs> that drop to the bottom of the they bucket. Yeah. You know, it's just a good. Yeah. yeah. So we get this really cool page here of Sunboy and Dr. Regulus fighting. Yeah. And Dr. Regulus is all torch looking, except he's pink, like human torch Whoa, looking. And he's pink. Fighty. And Sunboy is all super radiant. Super radiant. Like legitimately. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Regulus is talking a bunch of smack. He is. He's like, feel the heat of the fire of the smashing atoms. You say you're immune to it, boy. But are you really? <laughs> he's like, and Sunboy's like, yes, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. And so Sunboy beats him up some Dr. Regulus. And oh, yeah, we get sizzle sound yeah. effects. <laughs> Sunboy is melting stuff. It's hot. He's going to go and he's like, now we get some characterization from Sunboy, which we haven't really had a lot of. And he said, like, I'm not sure how I pulled that off, but it looks like Regulus will be out for a few minutes, which means it's an exit time for Sunboy. So we get <laughs> him. Uh, yeah, maybe not the best line, but he says on cue, Dirk Morgan, a nuclear physicist. It's been years since I was my dad's assistant in the research lab. So they... Again, Levitz takes these threads from the historical pieces of the Legion, right? And pulls them back in there to help give the character some characterization. Right. So he's like, well, Sunboy isn't just this dumb idiot playing volleyball who lights up like a light bulb. Yeah. He was working with his dad as a, to be a nuclear uh, a physicist uh, apprentice, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So, wow, he probably knows something about nuclear power and probably can solve the problem, right, with the, with the reactor. He knows a thing okay. about a thing or two. And he's just going to try yeah. at least, right? And and then, but, but we get Dr. Regulus going, ha, ha, ha. He's going to succeed in ensuring my success. Oh. Of all the Legionnaires, he was the only one that could stand against me. But no man, no man can deactivate the dome. So <gasps> we'll find out. Uh, and we get back and, and now... Now, I think Regulus is probably a little bit over it because, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Saturn Girl probably could, like, you know, telepathically shut off his mind if she really wanted to. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't He's getting a little cocky. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure Lightning Lad probably could short out his armor. Could. So, you know, those things probably could happen. But, you know, uh, we get back to the main thing and we get a quick recap. So Saturn Girl gets caught up to date. Mm -hmm. And she's like, brought into the situation immediately i don't know what's going on at your house what do you mean like i can literally hear everything that's going on in the background can you hear the tv in the background <laughs> it sounds like like yeah a tv is going on in the background at your house well anyway because <laughs> see when, when we're yeah well that'll be fun to edit out later so we're here tv up <laughs> i know it's like it's fantastic. You know what? This podcast is just destined for fun. It is destined so, for fun. Whoa, yeah! 
every time you click to it's right there. There you, yeah, go. There you go. I thought you said no soundboard. I'm sorry, to but it's the happening piss now. Out of me today. So anyway, uh, it looks like we get like a nuclear storm going on. And we do find where Phantom Girl ran away. Oh. She's in there trying to figure out how to uh, solve the problems with the that. And here comes Superboy. He's apparently recovered from his red sun bath. Oh. Uh, but then he gets in there and he's like, wow, this feels worse than kryptonite. Uh, it burns. And there's Sunboy. And he's taking over the controls. And he's actually moving those rods around. So uh, a little like... Was this before? This was before uh, Chernobyl, right? Probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's anyway. He moves some rods around. I don't think that's quite how nuclear fusion works. More like nuclear fission works. But you know, we'll forgive them this time. Yeah. Sunboy stops the dome from glowing up, and uh, we get our big fight scene right in the story. So we 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 got that, and then they all go take out Doctor Regulus. Is that a fair? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it was, it's kind of a, like, it's a fun little story with the action happening where we also get advancement of the subplots, right? Yeah. And you learn more about Sunboy. You learn more about Sunboy. And we got to see all the Legionnaires posing in their suits. Yeah. And, and you're right. We get next issue, save the, and it has espionage crossed, crossed out and it says, save the Suicide Squad. See? <laughs> I wasn't. Plus the backup story. Oh. Plus the beginning of a new danger, prologue to darkness. I wonder what that could be about. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Well, anyway. And Lightning Lad's all mad, by the way, because they figure out Chameleon Boy left. Yeah. Left. Well, we're about to get our backup story, A Crown for the Princess, but I, of course, want to pay attention to the... Letter page? Letters page. Yes. Do you have a letter <laughs> that you want to chat? Well, I mean, these ones seemed kind of 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 flame to me uh -huh. like it was like hey the old fans got to cheer about the reflecto saga that we we did get a really really long letter from uh sarah greenblatt from elmhurst new uh -huh. york 92 through 42 52nd avenue now i guess that's 92 slash 42 i'm not really sure how that works or does she just have all the properties from address 92 to address 42 or maybe she's just saying that she's like i she just doesn't want to be. She doesn't want people to come find her. So she's just like, I'm. I'm here between this point to this point. Yeah, you know, pre-doxing, but doxing. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, these folks kind of say they liked the end of the story, but I think that they cherry picked these letters because all the other letter columns we were seeing, they hated the story a lot. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean. Maybe they got tired of doxing the old, uh, you said doxing, doxing is not the right <laughs> word, attacking the old creative right. crew. So I don't know. Well, we get a new story. We get Paul Levitt's writer, Keith Giffen, on uh, on penciling and Bruce Patterson inking him, not Maldestead, huh? Maldestead. But I still like it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's like, is it not night and day? I, I realize we're in the, the, we're back on Orando, right? The, <laughs> backwards world oh by the way adam kubert lettering yeah. again we mentioned him gene d'angelo hey they they give us a name mike w Barr editing the backup story and uh, we get val armor was born on earth son of a villain trained from birth to be a hero and I'm a, he was son of the black dragon by the I'm way i'm gonna say to you i like one of the things i love about these these books from this this era is the lettering is is done you know it's all by hand he's real it's, yeah it's by hand yeah uh, so you're not looking at something done in like Photoshop and then dropped in and it's, 
Well, and we also get the the big crown for a princess yeah. thing. That that wasn't was that even done by the letter or was that done by Giffen? I, that's a good question. It might it depends. Like I who knows? But it's Yeah, letterers usually create the logos, so yeah. it probably could have been. Could have been. It's what I've learned from Todd Klein's Facebook page, which is fantastic. Everyone should follow it. Uh but yeah, it's I don't know. I I just so here's what's stunning about this page, right? Like I'm immediately distracted by the ornate background. Oh yeah, no everything, everything on this page, like the depth and stuff like that, because it's it's very layered with all the different stuff and the uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, it's it's not that there. It's it's not. It's you're looking at it and it's it's a straight shot, but there's so much depth in this and it's it's flat. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know it's 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 one of those things where like we turn the page again and it's like, again, no, not trying to pick on Pat Broderick, right? Because Pat Broderick is is a fine. And when I say the word serviceable art artist, I don't mean it as an insult at all. Like Pat Broderick's a super accomplished artist, right? right? Uh, but I turn the page and I'm like, uh, I'm just staring at the art. It, and we weren't doing that with the rest of the yeah, book. because this is it's very intricate everything on here is done with a, a very delicate touch <laughs> also i think with giffen too you can see why he burned himself out as an artist at various times because geez that had to take a minute to draw um we get a lot of white backgrounds get a lot of white backgrounds <laughs> but i mean the the suits of armor uh that the the diocese they're on or well whatever it, it, i don't even know what those creatures well, are called yeah, yeah. Uh, the, well the 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 i guess the stage with the ornate uh uh item in the back but it, it it's it's just very everything everything there is so detailed <laughs> well and i think too like again i told you like we'd turn the page last issue and i'd be like oh that's the 30th century i remember uh-huh we really turn the page in this issue and I'm like, that's the art that oh, I yeah. remember, right? I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, it is very... And honestly, in all fairness to, to Giffen, right? Like, I think, like, and Broderick, I think Broderick's faces might be a little bit better, right? Yeah, no, they're... But everything else is better with These Giffen. These are the types of faces that when I was a kid... I would trace and I would trace a face or trace something like this. And yeah. And like, I, I would take my time and, and trace stuff like this and people would, Oh, you're a really good artist. And I'm like, I can't draw it. I could trace stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And now what I will say too, I said, I don't want to pick on Giffen's faces either because when he chooses like the focus, the, the, the focus, scenes on the faces the faces are very detailed and very clear (laughs) it's just it's just like he'll take panels off from faces kind of right yeah or he'll obscure Uh them right so he can focus on the background but this sequence we get so we found out last issue that her dad king vox (laughs) right died and now vox v (laughs) and now is it vox or is it vox 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 v or is it vox the fifth Uh, like i'm not really I don't know. Vox the Fifth sounds about right, but it could, yeah, maybe maybe Vox the Fifth. I don't know. V O X V. You all you all can tell us you how tell to us. leave us some feedback. Yeah. You can tell us how to pronounce yeah. that name. 
but we get uh, now Queen Projectra <laughs> here being uh, in her coronation. And we get that big ornate scene with that thing that looks like the time trapper in the background. I'm not really sure yeah, what's going on yeah. there. But it's it's all good. And she's not very happy to be the queen. And we get another page, which is fantastic. So it's like they're almost like floating on the on a, I guess, a would you call it a stage, so to speak? But and then but we get these circle panels with them looking at each other and discussing what's mm-hmm. happening. And she's like, I need you to be with me, my consort, right? And I don't think she says consort in that scene, but it's the idea. And and then it kind of fades out and they're looking at each other and he's like, uh, I'll stay as long as you need me. So that's where we're getting. And that's probably why he radioed in, right? Because he's like, hey, I've got to stay here because this stuff happened. <laughs> radioed in. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> sent a message across the galaxy. Uh, he FaceTimed him. And here, Prince Ferox uh, jumps in and he's like, yep, I'm going to take you all out. And we do get some pretty good faces here. I like the Ferox face yeah. in the bottom panel. Yeah. And more than the projector face, honestly. Like, I think he does a great job with the beards. Mm-hmm. And and uh, later on, uh, Starboy's about to get a beard really soon. So we'll see him doing more with yeah, beards. He's got yeah, really good texture. And uh, he throws a sword down and he's like, I'm going to take everybody out and... Right away, Karate Kid uses his power to for of Super Karate. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know Super Karate. Yeah. Sure. Do you know what his power is? What is his power, Dan? Well, I ask I, you if I you don't. Know super Karate. I mean, there's speculation that his power was to find weak points and everything. Okay. So, like, so I mean, people have tried to re, I guess, retro in their head. So, like. Karate Kid joins the Legion because he fights Superboy to a standstill, which is not realistically believable. Okay. So the argument is like he's honed the fighting, like a, a gazillion fighting skills, uh, different fighting styles from across the galaxy. And, and that's basically right. So like every Legionnaire is supposed to hold a superpower, but he really doesn't. Um, I, I will say like he's brought in in I think 66 or 67 didn't I just say the other book was 66 with Dr. Yeah. Regulus? So right in yeah. there. So it's an interesting thing because Shooter, uh, Jim Shooter introduces the character. Um, so they introduced that, what they called the doomed Legionnaires. And there were four characters, uh, which uh, we had one, which was a traitor. So, you know, he's written out of the book. Nemesis Kid, as if you couldn't guess <laughs> Nemesis Kid was going to be the it traitor. Sounds like a bad guy. Like, yeah. Um, and Nemesis Kid, basically, his power his power is that he can cancel out one other person's oh. power, right? That's facing okay. him. So uh, we've got we've got Karate Kid, who uh, is just he knows karate, like super karate. We've got Projector, who can cast illusions, and we had Pharaoh Lad, who could turn into iron, and Pharaoh Lad dies right away, maybe because of another company having a character called Iron Man or what? something. I don't know. And yeah. Uh, but they're kind of called the doomed group that Shooter introduces because of what happens to them over their time uh, frame in the books. But uh, lots of them end up dead. Let's just say that. Except so, for Karate Kid. Uh, uh, Greg. He's got a... He, I have to say, he's a sick... I'm going to have to have keep reading. He's a sick dresser. <laughs> he's got an, he is a sick dresser, though. He's going to lose his... Collar. Uh, he will lose his uh, collar Dang, soon. butterfly collar. Uh, yeah, I think I think Giffen got tired of drawing the collar. So but um, the we get yeah, it's it's cool, and we flip the page, and now he challenges her, right? Mm-hmm. And basically is going to challenge her to a competition, 
We get some really cool art of like a Roman kind of Colosseum yeah. type thing. The Time Trapper's back with a pronouncement. Oh. I don't know. It's not the Time Trapper, by yeah. the way, for folks. I'm just joking, but the Time Trapper wears big purple hooded robes, and so this I don't know why he would draw somebody that looks just like the Time he, Trapper. He's but the Village Crier. Yeah. Uh, but he challenges them, and Projector casts her illusions, and she gets beat really quickly because she's weak, apparently, because she's just a girl. And if you know Legion history, you'll get why I'm saying that, too. So I'm not trying to be like, oh, she's just a girl. I'm saying that's how they treat her now because they reboot the character a few years later and she becomes like uber powerful. She's like, OP. So, oh, yeah, she's she becomes super OP, but <laughs> uh, like no joke. Like, but for now, she's not. And so it's weird for me to sometimes to go back and read the story because she's so kind of weak. Yeah. Right. And later she just becomes like a beast. So which makes sense. If you can create realistic illusions, that should be a pretty amazing mm-hmm. power. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think they but they note that she's he's immune to her power. Uh, so that's why that happened. And he's then he takes out Karate Kid, too. He's gotten some extra power somehow. Uh-oh. And uh oh, he's now the king and he's going to kill Uh-oh. projector and Karate Kid. Uh oh. Yep, and next issue, we find out Prologue to Darkness. That's the other backup, right? So, so we're going to get a story that wraps up this one, and then we're going to get start getting Prologue to Darkness. So, yeah, I mean, these are cool. I, I don't know. I, I I say these are cool. Yeah. I'm starting to get... Are you starting to get excited about the story? Yeah, yet? no, I'm excited. Because it's picking up, yeah. right? I told you it'd pick up quickly. It does. It does. It does pick up. And, like, the... The art, like all the action that's in here too. I mean, I love the little like in the panels, the 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 in panel fights and stuff like that. It's it's very it's very neat. I like the I like the way they decided to do that, and it it's a really nice way to put it all together. Uh, and next issue, we're gonna get Giffen right off the start, all Giffen boom. art with uh, Patterson. Oh. So we're not quite to Giffen and Maldstat yet, being the permanent group but we get bruce patterson inky and giffen okay. which i think works it's fine nice. um but yeah i just you're you're gonna get the the big 30th century next so okay i'm i'm pretty excited about that uh yeah i'm pretty excited for if you haven't read 287 yet i'm excited for you to read excited. it yeah i haven't read it yet so i will read it <clears throat> and get ready and the story picks up and then we get a, a backup story and it's weird because the backup story ends up being Broderick in Meltstead. Oh, yeah? Which, yeah. So poor Broderick has moved out to the backups almost immediately. Like, it's, At least he still has a job. Yeah. Well, I mean, Broderick's doing other stuff at this time, yeah. too, like Firestorm. And so it's not, again, it's it's not. And The Legion is a tough book to draw. Yeah, it's a lot. So, anyway, and, move on. And apparently, like, you know, they... Have you ever seen a book where they have backup stories and you have to have one letter for the main story and another yeah. letter for the backup story because Levitz writes such lengthy wordy scripts? It's, yeah, no, it's it's like its own. It, it is its own comic, so it's it's a lot. Well, and we're not, and and the interesting part too is we're not, uh, uh, you know, as Giffen and. Levitz, uh, as Levitz and Giffen collaborate, oh. like it's not going to get any less wordy. Yeah. Because if you've read a Giffen script, you know how worried those oh, yeah. are, yeah. right? So it's not like we've got two guys that really like the words in there. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not like, I swear, when we were, it was the Captain America books, right? Where we're just like, this is way too much text. Right. And I don't, 
I don't I don't know. How are you? Are you I you said in the last episode you felt like it was the right amount of text. I I read these and I fly through reading these, right? Cuz they're interesting. Yeah. I I I, I, I feel like it's good. I feel like it's a good it's a good amount of words. It's a good amount of art. It it all marries up really nicely. I don't feel like it's too much. It's not too heavy on anything. It's not um it's not it it just it it just flows. So and I I think that the the story that's in in the bubbles and in the in the the text boxes works with the art nicely enough that i'm i'm not taken out of the book at any moment i'm i'm moving with everything so i'm not having to sit there and scratch my head like what am i what am i reading and what am i seeing so yeah and i think well and i'll say growing up on the the levitt's books too i think sometimes like it it caused me not to pay attention to the art as much (laughs) right like friends that read books knew who all the artists were and i was like well who's the writer because and I think it's because I was I had these books, right? Like where the art and to Giffen's credit and later Steve Lytle and even uh, totally just drew a rank on another artist, but that's OK. Um, looking, I'll remember it. I'll remember it later tonight. Uh, but looking, you know, it gives credit to the artist, too, <laughs> right? Like their art so seamlessly worked with the yeah. text. And I, I think with when you start getting Giffen and Levitz together, right, because they're co-plotting the book with each yeah. other. Um, you get that right. Or Levitz would say like he would send something to Giffen and then Giffen would come back with something that was way better than Levitz thought <laughs> should be on the right. page. Right. And so when you have that kind of collaboration or working relationship, it, it can obviously really help. Yeah, I think I think when you're working with an artist and you're collaborating uh, enough to to make that to make that relationship work, it's it's seen on the pages as opposed to I've read books where you don't, you don't feel like that's happening and you don't see that relationship where there's that type of discussion happening. There's not enough of that. There's not enough shared, uh, design or shared, uh, world building storytelling because I mean, comics is a visual storytelling path right so if you're not if you're not telling the story uh and you're not telling it together then it's gonna be a tough one to sell you know yeah so and i it's yeah and it's just it should work seamlessly together right that's that that's the point so yeah i mean i always felt cheated by the books that were just beautiful art but no story right i mean like, could we should we go pull out our image collection from 1993? Where you like, get some really amazing art and some really great images that just blow your mind, and it doesn't. It it seems like they just wrote things over it. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there's why so many of those books sold the first like two or three issues, <laughs> and then of course they get behind because they were focused so much on the art mm-hmm. too, and then. And they they we'll fill it in later. We'll fill it in and, later. And I, I I get how that 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 process works. I I understand that, but I I don't I it it's hard. <laughs> and I also get why they were doing it because they were really responding to this era of yeah. comics, right? Where an artist would leave, and then the the company would be like, "Well, I can just put any artist on this with this great writer," which was not true. So it was a response to that. Yeah. But you also can't just put a great artist out there and then 
have you know expect people to be able to follow a plot yeah of any sort and you, you re, again you need that combination because we're picking up plot points and also like you know levitt's had his giant you know notebook on all his characters and everything <laughs> and we get to see him pulling plot points from old legion stories yeah. and things back so he's doing a good being a fan himself <laughs> right of the book and wanting to get his second shot at writing it which he got he's pulling notes in from legion history that other writers that didn't read those books or My follow list. it wouldn't care to yeah. pull in right and so he's hooking in the old fans and setting up a, a, a visual medium mm-hmm. with Giffen that can bring in new fans too yeah. at the same no, time. And, and from a writer's perspective, uh, for me, that's like, Oh, I want to go back and find out what that is. When I see those notes, it's like, well, what is he referencing? Because now I want to know what that story is because to me, that's interesting. It, it well, makes me want to know more. <laughs> well, good news. I know a guy that owns every one of those issues. Oh, is it, is it lawyer Paul? Yeah, it was it was jujitsu lawyer Paul. No, I think he would like me to burn all of them um, <laughs> if I ask him to carry a comic book box again. No, that would be that would be He's negative. Done that no, how uh, many times now? <laughs> he made me carry all of my comics into this house, actually. So uh, he didn't move any of them because <laughs> he's done it so many times. <laughs> he's like, nope, not this time, Dan. <laughs> Nope. Those are yours. You're going to carry them. So, no, there was there was no help with the comic books this time, but he has definitely helped with the comics in yeah, the past. Yeah, true. Uh, so, yeah, it's I, I have a few. But, yeah, I mean, and I think, did I tell the podcast that I got a copy of Adventure Comics 247 no. recently? Yeah, I finally bought wow. it. So, yeah, I finally broke out the cash and bought a copy Dang. i need to grade it now and put it in a tomb oh, are you serious make Anne very happy oh, yeah gross i don't know it's you're saying gross but when you spend uh when you spend that much money on a book yeah i know i mean i i you do what you want to do i understand why people do it and that's and and everybody does what they do it's their prerogative it's it, it's not my thing i i would mostly be doing it to protect yeah, the book yeah. and, right? and i get it i i get it uh i i i'm i'm of the other camp i like to just f- grab the top of the box flip it open and peruse my 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 books whenever i want I to i know i know i know i know i don't i don't i don't know i'll think about it. i haven't I'm, done it no, yet, no no so. no i i get it i i had somebody call the shop the other day and asked if we we did grading and i was like we don't do that do you know who does i'm like uh go online <laughs> you know you, you know it's really cool what? though sitting in front of that book right now protecting it from the sublight yeah, is a promotional poster yeah. for legion of superheroes 293 oh, that's cool <laughs> with the cover yeah so uh <laughs> So the books, yeah. Anyway, so not that I'm in a better mood when looking about that. That's nice. Well, we should we should wrap this up. Uh, yeah, we should probably yeah, wrap this wrap up. It. And so I guess since we already promoted the fact that you'll turn into a zombie by buying absolute zeros camp launch pad. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you show up at the Retro Emporium in Kent, Washington, you might see Greg. <laughs> it's true. You might. I, I am there. Uh, some some days sometimes uh i was i I was there this weekend and uh, a lot of folks came in it's actually kind of funny because like i i i 
I don't realize how many people do come in for to to hang out and talk to me. So it is nice. So there you go. So you, you could you could go see Greg. I could go you, see Greg. That would be nice could. for me to do. You I could. never do that. I mean, it'd be a treat. Of course, he could come here it's too. True. But I could, you know, I could come down cool. that way I, I, and hang out with you over at Jujitsu Lawyer Paul's uh, dojo. Dojo? Is it a dojo? Or. <laughs> Or, or Destiny City Comics or Comics the Gathering, yeah. who has a brand new location in Lakewood yeah. here opening yeah. soon. So that's uh, we got we have a couple of awesome comic book stores down that's here true. in Tacoma. You do. You do. We could go hit and the, uh, the shops on there and see what they have in their boxes and see what I could buy for myself that I we don't need. The, we could hit Gabby's place yeah. in Olympia yeah. too. Oh my while gosh. We're doing that. Uh, I. I have to go see mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff. So I guess what we, here that's what we'll promote today. Go to your local comic go to your shop. Local comic shop. Like, go see those uh, folks. Go go meet people and learn about stuff. Wherever you live, you've got one. Go hit your LCS because they've got they got the new books. They got the old books. If you got a comic book, if you have a box that they're pulling books for you go buy your books. It's not a rental space for you to hang your books out in until you can go pick them up. Pick them up today. Yeah, it is. What are you talking uh, about? No, it's not. They need you to come pick up your books. Uh, oh, you, you should buy you the should things. Buy the things. Oh, yeah, well, you should buy them so you yeah. can read them. But make sure you don't buy too many that's, like I do. That's so true. Can't but, read them. I mean, you should go pick up pick up some books, pick up some new books, go see what they're, they're telling you that you should go pick up because they might have some good suggestions. There might be a new book that you never heard of. Uh, you mean if you talk to people that read comic books, they might know they about might, comic books to recommend? They might know. What? They might have a good recommendation. I remember back when uh, when Saga came out and it was a new book that no one, like, they didn't know, like, what you know, what it was. And the the, the nice ladies over at Fantasium, it's not a store anymore. Oh, it's, it's a store. They changed it to Milgard. It, they, they sold the store. But uh, Paula was like, you should check it out. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And, Gosh darn it! She hooked me. She she. You know what's amazing? What? You know what's amazing? What? Like your friend told you to check out Saga, but my friend didn't. Ah, oh, your friend did not. Who me? Oh, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like my friend doesn't remember a lot of things about Gosh me. Gosh darn it, Dan! I see how it is. You know, I am sorry. I am so sorry. I I have dropped the ball too many times. You know, the best part of this is nobody, nobody knows, nobody has knows any idea why I'm mad you're, at you. You're so, mad at me for so You know what? We're going to leave. That's going to be like the Reflecto saga, which we didn't read. Yeah. You're never going to no, know what happens no because know. it's such a bad story. They, we know, we're not so going to tell messages. it. So. Why is Dan mad at Greg? What did he do this time? Ugh. Well, you know, it's most of the time. So anyway, uh, with on that note, on that note, we should wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, let's wrap it up because, you know. <laughs> people are it's it's a uh, hilarious hilarity I, now greg's getting mad that's the best ah. part i love it when i cross the line and then greg starts getting mad as i take it i always have to go that one step too far yeah and it's it's kind of like captain america falling into a whole bunch of crystal you know, meth well, like just one step too far and you fall off that building you know what i was asked yesterday i was asked and then you're in the streets of poison when we were going to cover cap wolf yesterday I, I i was asked uh yesterday while i was playing playing some D D uh when we're gonna cover cap wolf so uh well i can just tell you that like you can tell our one listener that asked you that uh that 
they're gonna have to wait until I'm done having fun with the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, so and okay, I know everybody you heard that as soon as we're done with Legion of Superheroes, Catwolf is on the table. All right, that that's is what not I what heard. I said. <laughs> so I don't think that's, that's what, what you, I said that's at all. That's what you said as soon as you're done with Legion what of Superheroes. What I said is if you buy gonna, Absolute Zero's ca- Camp Launchpad, <laughs> you're gonna turn into a zombie and get an MXPX CD. <laughs> MXPX, the favorite movie, the favorite music of the zombies from Pemberton, Washington. Oh yep. my gosh! So if you are a zombie, MXPX is your jam. Oh my goodness, Dan! That's how it works. I mean, I, I can't believe you didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's going to be in my Facebook feed forever. That is awesome. I'm going to keep I, talking I, I about hope, it then. I, I honestly, it'd be it it'd blow my mind if if I go to a local convention here and and one of the the, the fine the fine boys from MXPX shows up and it's like I hear you like us. <laughs> well, good news is that you two, um, you two uh, play our podcast, get MXPX in your feed, listen, and by listening to MXPX, you can become a zombie. <laughs> there you go. So, I, the music fit for zombies. All right. Well, uh, on that note, we should wrap this bad boy up. So, or girl, or non-binary podcast. Yep, because it could be anything. It, this definitely was this something. This was something. I, I, and if anything, it's a legion, so. if it's a if it's a legion podcast, we just don't know. It was. <laughs> so, well, we appreciate you and come back and listen to more funny book forensics uh we'll be back next time with some legion of superheroes 287 we're inching toward that prologue to darkness Ooh. what could that be about no i don't know spoilers from 1982 <gasps> ready huh? all right bye greg bye dan uh, i'm gonna hit the button i, I almost bye, hung up on you <laughs> yep you should hit the button now. Button. Right. Oh. You hit, hit the stop. Hit the stop. Okay. All right, I'm hitting the button. Oh, wrong button.